today on CityCast Chicago. This weekend, you can see high-kicking dancers, singers, ass-shakers, MCs, nightlife performers, and celebrated DJs, all backed by a nine-piece band. The Fly Honey Show has been happening in Chicago for more than 10 years, and it's back for the first time since the pandemic started. It's part burlesque, part concert, part party, and a full-on celebration of everybody. Host Jacoby Cochran talked to a couple of the Fly Honeys. It's Wednesday, June 23rd. I'm Carrie Shepard in for Jacoby, and this is CityCast Chicago. I appreciate y'all making time for CityCast Chicago. Y'all are in the building today to talk about the Fly Honeys. Let me be real. That's one of my favorite names. I love saying that things are fly. And Honeys is such a throwback, right? Every time I hear like Fly Honeys, I'm immediately thinking like 70s, bigger Afros, like dancing in the club. And with some of the recent releases, people trying to get back to the dance flow. And so I'm excited to have Mary Williamson and Shannon Metesky, uh, two of the producers, artists, hosts of the Fly Honeys in the building. Welcome to City Cash Chicago. Hey, thanks for having us. So excited to be here. Thank you. Mary, what is the Fly Honeys and how long have you been a part of it? Uh, I've been hosting since the beginning and both Shannon and I have been writing for the show. Shannon writes a lot of poetry for it. And I write a lot of jokes for it. (laughs) Um, And the Fly Honeys, I really think, you know, the main thing that I think the ethos, the like what it really gets distilled down to is a celebration of bodies, of of freedom in your body and, and how dancing and moving together and and accepting all kinds of bodies and all kinds of experiences really like is, is being able to be like liberated together in taking your clothes off and in shaking your ass, you know, in, in just in, in, you know, Shannon uses, uses the term like, you know, like flapping your wings, like, like getting to be free in that way. Mm-hmm. The show is, you know, promoted and, and it's very, the, the heart of it, it's women and femme centered. One of the tags is like everybody is invited and not just everybody, anybody who can get a ticket, but everybody. Shannon, can you speak to that tag and why is that so important to the mission of the show? Absolutely. Uh, so when we first started, it really was such a labor of love and we pulled from whoever was in our community. And, you know, it's no mistake that we do this show in the summer. You know, it'd be cat crawl summer right and left for femme center body for a lot of bodies. Right. And this was a space to pull us together and for to allow us to kind of be liberated in ourselves in a safe space and amongst each other without judgment, without, um, you know, with a sense of ownership that wasn't about um, objectivity, you know, for us. It was a sense of us like empowering and owning ourselves. So we might bring more curves, more hips, more thighs, you know, we might bring a little less. We might have been like the awkward kid. And this is a space that makes us feel like our badass full you know, just really wild and free selves. And so it's super important for us. And throughout the years, to be honest, you know, we started real white. 
And we have worked really hard to make sure that we like are really, really living up to that motto. If it is everybody, no matter what your body, then who are we excluding? Who's in the blind side? Who needs to be brought to the forefront? And so the show has really, really deepened our ethos that every bod is a summer bod, you know? And here we are looking uh-huh. fly. They getting the bod that I bring to the That's summer. That's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is still fly. What is important is that you are being fly. And being fly means feeling good in your skin and feeling good in whatever you are showing up as. Mm -hmm. And that this is a safe place to celebrate that, as Mary said. Hey, fly, feeling and loving yourself. That's right. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Mary, you talk about starting in a living room with like 30 people. Well, now... how big is the, you know, the hive, the, the, this group of performers and contributors? And, and also when a person comes to, to, to Talia Hall, what are the different things that people are going to see? You know, we started in, we were part of a company that, uh, you know, we DIY space, like weird loft that was, you know, I think now recently has been condemned. Um, But, uh, you know, it was like shoving 100 people into this really hot, sweaty space and doing a show that was, uh, you know, beautiful chaos. Over the years, it grew exponentially. Like the next year was a couple of nights at an actual theater space. And the year after that was like four nights at a very large sort of warehouse space. And now it's like the pandemic changed how we had to think about it. I don't know if we'll ever be able to do the show how we used to do. There there were hundreds of performers involved in the show over the course of five weekends. You think she's talented, deeply and importantly talented. Do you think she's handsomely paid? (laughs) We have featured artists that bring different things to the table. That means comedians, that means uh, performance artists, that means drag queens, that means... Mariachi. You know, we've, yeah, there's a you know, Mariachi Serenas is going to blow our faces off like, and party with us. We include mm-hmm. different kinds of people that haven't been included before because that, that just never ends, right? Like There are so many kinds of people and ideas and experiences and ways of making art that it's just always going to keep growing. Shannon, you talked about how hard you all have worked to make sure the show represents your vision, the diversity, the inclusivity that you're you're hoping for. What makes it different than the other shows that you were seeing or that are out there on the scene, especially during Pride Month when there are events, you know, every single day damn near? Absolutely. I mean, we have, um, of course, you know, we are so excited to be doing this during Pride. So um, we are so excited to bring a queer ethos to the to the forefront and have a lot of fun with that. But overall, like the Fly Honey changes, Fly Honey show changes every year, every time we do it. We talk about what are the current events? What are the things happening? What are the topics of conversation? This was supposed to be a New Year's Eve show. Like we had to postpone. I was going to say so, that. Yeah, because of Omicron. Right. And so yeah. I had already written, you know, the the host material. But uh, it's it was interesting to be like, wow, it, that was only a few months ago. But I was looking back at the writing and I was like, we don't need some of this stuff about COVID that we needed before. We need a different message about COVID. We need a different 
message about being, you know, things have changed so quickly and, yeah. you know, it's still definitely a party and that with the live music is going to blow the roof off the place. It's going to be so loud and so fun. And, you know, that, that hasn't changed, but it, it what there was an interesting thing to navigate of like, what do we need now? And, and who's, what are we, what are we celebrating now? You know? No, I feel that. Uh, Shannon, you know, right after y'all celebrated your 10th anniversary, we keep mentioning it. So we got mm -hmm. a, the elephant in the room for the last three years is COVID-19. Can you talk about not only how that impacted the show, but how did you all pivot? What did you do when you couldn't be on stage, you know, with your people? Absolutely. You know, that was such a wild thing because it was such a pivotal turn point for us, right? Year 10, we were asking ourselves, what are we become after this? You know, does the show continue even? We were at so many different crossroads and then the pandemic hit. And so we made Honeys at Home that year. And honeys in their living rooms, in their kitchens, uh, they shot dances, they were rehearsing on their own. Um, I was able to make an offering in that piece. Uh, we called it the uh, the State of the Hive Address. Um, it just was a really <laughs> powerful piece. And then we got to bring in video editors to really make this, um, make this beautiful, beautiful piece of work. And we made accessible online during that time. That really is a testament to how our hive moves. You know, there's a lot of different touch points, but we make sure we show up. This show was created for outside. It was created to be experienced live in person. Uh, Shannon and then Mary, it's gonna be the same question. Shannon, what's an act or maybe two acts that you just can't wait to experience live in person? Oh man, uh, I would say Dalton. Dalton Rose is going to blow everybody's socks Put off. Put me on, explain me. Oh man, Dalton um, is a pole dancer, is a dancer, is a performer, and they got legs for days. So the it's going to be outstanding. And then Maggie Kubli, who is our music director this year, but a tremendous, phenomenal musician unto themselves, is just the, like, I heard them rehearsing yesterday and she was just out of control. So I'm so excited for those performances. No, I mean, the, the energy that y'all describe, and I appreciate y'all sending me over some videos. I got to watch and, and, and look on the Instagram page. Um, when, when tickets went on sale, one of your producers, Quinn, talked to New City about doing a multiple night event at Talia Hall saying no one understood our permeation outside of who we thought our audience was. Shannon, who did you think your audience was and how has that changed over the last 12 years? We all have seen how it's kind of become a Chicago institution a little bit. So um, I love the idea that Talia is our biggest venue. We get to just really open the doors to so many folks who have never had access. You mentioned before the live stream. So folks now in different states who have been asking us questions, folks who are holding back because of COVID as they should, you know, taking care of themselves. They get to watch it from home. They get to really enjoy the ruckus energy. Because, yeah, if you're not in summertime shy, <laughs> you know, you're not going to feel it like we feel it. So at least y'all can get a taste now. And that's very exciting to me. Mm -hmm. When we talk with people who've put on shows across Chicago, whether it's comedy, whether it's dance, there, there's this energy that Chicago gives to people being able to find venues and put up shows and, and, and get that uh, that kind of audience celebration. Mary, is there anything like for you that feels like particularly Chicago about the, the nature of the Fly Honeys? There's something about 
really getting people who live here or have lived here to come back and do it with us. I think that that's a big part of it. And and there's that, there is that thing of like summertime in Chicago being this very, we all come out of hibernation. It's very alive. It's very like, you know, like a live wire kind of thing. And that excitement, I feel like is very distilled in this show that it's like that kind of lightning in a bottle feeling of like, you, we are going to capture this and you take this into the winter with you. Hold on to this. Keep this honey in your pocket. There is no body, no community as hungry and as down as Chicago. Like the DIY energy, but with the level of expertise, the level of expertise that we are willing to just bring to the table, there's nothing like it. I have a running joke about New York where it's like you ask a New Yorker to do the show and if they say they're a performer, they're like, oh man, I got to like really comb my baby hairs and like, you know, tiny like paint a a mural right now. Like I don't have time. But if you ask a Chicagoan, like you want to do a show, they're like, where do I show up? I'll bring my own costume. It's a very different. Where I got to be at. I might be two minutes late because I'm coming from another show, but I'm going to be there. Absolutely. And we're hungry on a different level. You know, there's just an ante up on a different level. Well, there's a there's a energy to produce and to make yeah, on Chicago a different level. We are harder. makers and creators here, like, and we mean that. So it makes me really proud, no matter where I am in the nation, that there's a production <laughs> at home in Chicago that's kiss kicking ass, you know, and has my whole hive involved. Hey, I appreciate y'all stopping by City Cash Chicago, Mary Williamson and Shannon Mateski to the original Fly Honeys. The show is celebrating its 12th year and first since the pandemic live at Talia Hall, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Thank y'all for making time for your boy. Thank you so much. Peace, y'all. Yeah, thank you. A little news before we let you go. Chicago's police department has released its official foot chase policy. Officers are told to only pursue a foot chase if they have evidence the individual has committed or is about to commit a felony, class A misdemeanor like domestic battery, or a serious traffic offense like drunk driving. Aldi has closed another grocery store in a neighborhood that needs more food options. The company closed the Auburn-Gresham location last week, citing declining sales. Similar to when Aldi shut its North Lawndale location, shoppers showed up to a boarded-up building. And some good news to get you through. Also celebrating an anniversary 12 years this week is the Logan Square Arts Festival. It kicks off Friday at the Illinois Centennial Monument off of Kedzie in Milwaukee there. There'll be food trucks and live music. It's going to be a good time. Always is. Thanks for listening. Jacoby is back in the host chair tomorrow. Talk to you then. Bye. Oh, that was such a fun conversation.